Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Thank you, Lord. I give you glory for what you're doing even now. Anoint my voice and my vocal cords for your glory. As this vibration, this wind rolls over the cords, let it touch the inner ear of your people. Let it reverberate. Let the moisture on the inside of us bear witness that you're speaking to us even through the storm. Out of the ashes we will rise as a church and fulfill the cultural mandate that you have upon this ministry. For this, in advance, I give you praise because your credit is good. I pray that your glory would rest, that the kabod, the weight of God, would rest upon the people of God even now. I thank you for the fatherly anointing that only you can release that calms children, that calms the hearts of your people. We decree no demonic strategy will get any glory. We don't believe in superstition. We don't believe in omens. We believe in the sovereign God. And Father, we know that your hand has not left this ministry. We've been set up for something beautiful. You exchange beauty for the ash. So we give you the ash. And we receive the beauty in the matchless name of Jesus. Father, have your way today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, let's clap our hands and give him the glory for the word of the Lord. I love the book of St. Luke. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, books in the Bible. And I'm going through the Bible now. Every year I try to go through the word of God. I would encourage you to do the same thing. Many of you will be able to track God and his movements better if you start reading the word. And the Bible has been given to, to us to read. Not to sit on the shelf, but to read, to digest, to ingest. And uh, if you'll read it, you'll start uh, receiving and seeing that there's life for you. In spite of setbacks and issues and problems, you'll see uh, certain things happen to great people in the Bible that if they didn't have strong faith, they would have missed God. Here, Jesus uh, has been driven into the wilderness. Uh, Mark chapter 1 says he was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. He didn't just walk there. The Spirit wanted him to go through 40 days of testing. This is the son of God that was tested. He was tested by Satan himself. Uh, Satan showed up several times in the, in the scripture. Uh, he showed up in David's time. The Bible says he provoked David to number the children of Israel. It was Satan himself that stood over and against Israel. The Lord showed me an intimidating spirit a few weeks ago that was standing over and against our church trying to intimidate us to cause us to back up from the things of God and at 11 o'clock last week the Lord spoke to me and said we will be attacked by the enemy we are the intercessors 
The intercessors are here, but you need to raise the candle power. That doesn't mean you have to meet more. What it means, you need to pray more, okay? We need more covering. We need more of you to stop being casual about your spiritual work and your spiritual walk with God and engage in prayer. We're completing today five days of fasting. I pray that 90% of our church did it. If I took a poll today, how many of you turned down at least one plate a week? one play today hopefully we have more than seven eight people that did it but guess what if there's just two or three who gather in his name <laughs> the word says that he's in the midst of us i pray that our church would use tragedy to rally around the purpose of god and to become more spiritual than more secular more sacred than secular and these things uh, that we've seen in the scripture, even Jesus was tested of the devil himself. Satan himself tempted him in the wilderness. Glory to God. Telling him, if you be the son of God, command stones to be made bread. Taking him into a high mountain and showing him all of the kingdoms of the world. Taking him to the pinnacle of the temple and saying, cast yourself down. Scripture says if you do, you will be gathered by the angels because they will uphold you if you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said, listen, Satan, man don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And get out of my way. You're standing in my pathway. And one of the things that I'm going to share it in a few moments that prophets and the prophetic must not do is stand in the way of God's people as a mediator. Even if God uses you to do great things to speak prophetically to this generation, do not become the mediator between God and his people. Like you have to be the voice of God to these people. Holy Spirit has been sent to us to lead and guide us into all truth. And we must teach as pastors and as leaders and as congregational care ministers of the gospel, teach people how to hear from the Holy Spirit yourself versus allowing yourself to become the mediator between you and God's people. God wants husbands and wives to come together, touch and agree, and hear from the Holy Spirit directly, directly or didactically speaking to you about things you need to do. Of course, he's going to use the word that's preached here to help guide that. But you have to start growing and start hearing from God yourself about things that you're facing. Amen. Can somebody say amen? amen? This is my job to help train, to perfect the saints for the work of ministry. Our church will never be what God has designed or purposed for it to be if you're still adolescent and still uh, immature in your ability to hear from God personally. But if you start hearing from God, you will grow in the things of God. So grow truth reveal. What it means is straighten your back up. Some of us are slouching in the spirit. So even now, try to straighten your back up while you sit here listening at the word of God. Straighten it out. Grow, truth reveal. Begin to tune in to what the spirit is saying to your church. Because there is a mantle that God is creating for you to wear so you can impact this generation for Jesus. Jesus comes out. The Bible says when he was in the wilderness and Satan, uh, the, uh, he, he returned in the power of the spirit. Glory to God. The Bible even says that the, when the devil ended his temptation, he departed for an opportune time. In other words, he's waiting for another moment where he can come in and try to get Jesus to get out of the way. And whatever the devil has done, guess what? He's not finished yet. 
He has a life quest to attack God's people, marriages, relationships, any movement, any mandate that God has called us to. If you don't see the devil working, it means you may not be doing work for the Lord. We must begin to understand that we have an enemy. We're in a war. We're fighting for our lives. And the devil is trying to stop you, whether it's physical health, mental health, physical issues, mental issues, church issues, stuff going on, burnt buildings, whatever it is, the devil is trying to stop you. But guess what? He will not stop the move of God I can't die because I have too much life in me say that with me I can't die I have too much life in me yes greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world and if that spirit the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead being you come on Romans chapter 8 it will quicken your mortal morning he will cause you to rise up out of the ashes and fulfill your call for the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel Guess what? When God anoints you, the anointing will attract everything. Why has this happened to me, Bishop? It's because you're anointed. Because God has put a mandate on you. You've been marked by the enemy. Come on, breastplate of righteousness. Why would he say put on the breath, breastplate of righteousness? You know why you need the breastplate? Because God is trying to protect your internal essentials from the fiery darts of the evil one. In other words, Satan has his bow. He's already aimed at your heart. He's trying to kill your enthusiasm. He didn't want you to be excited about God. You can be excited about everything else. Your favorite team, your favorite candy bar, your favorite issues, your favorite person, your favorite, favorite idol. But when you start loving on Jesus, when you start loving the things of God, when you start loving the word of God, Satan is going to pull back his bow and try to shoot you in your heart, hurt you so much. You don't want to go to church. You don't want to say nothing about God. You don't want to worship at all but I dare you to lift up your hands anyway and wave them like you just don't care in the presence of the Lord and watch God bust a move in your life God has a bow as well God has a banner as well come on Jehovah come on Jehovah come on Jehovah Jireh come on Jehovah Nisi God has a banner as well God is trying to do something that has never been done before in your life in your lifetime in your family in this church can somebody Amen. the spirit of the lord god is upon me he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives you don't even know what kind of anointing you have until you go through a few issues glory to god but there's an anointing that is pushing us through all of the stuff pushing us into another dimension we're still gonna focus we're gonna preach the gospel anyway we're gonna do what god has called us to do anyway in spite of setbacks and in spite of what the devil is, uh, has done we're not gonna give the devil any glory we're gonna give god the praise Praising for what? I'm praising him for the ash because out of the ashes we will rise. You want to know how great you're going to be? Look at the ash. Hallelujah. And if the ash is there, guess what God is going to do? Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is higher than any other. Woo. Come on. He sent me. I didn't come on my own to heal the broken heart. The devil don't want broken hearts healed. Whitney Houston said, where does broken hearts go? They go to Jesus. 
They go to Jesus. I'm going to answer the question. Where does broken hearts go? We come to Jesus said, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. Come out of your ash heaps. Come out of your homes. Come out of setbacks. Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you some out. He sent me to proclaim liberty to those who are captive. The recovery of sight to the blind. Today, the scripture has been revealed in your ears. As a prophetic people, let me speak to you this morning. As a prophetic people, there are moments and scenarios or seasons as we journey with God trying to find our destiny that we must pivot, pivot, ah, pivot, ah, toward the prophetic. We need to pivot from feeding on the word of God to being more prognosticators and those who proclaim the word of God to a dying generation. We need to stop just feeding on the word and start speaking the word of God. We need to speak the word of God and pivot to more of a prophetic posture. The prophetic posture is to sit at ready, not recline, but to sit at ready, to sit ready to move, anticipating the next move of God. Amen. Glory to God. And sometimes God knows us, right? He knows I don't like to lose anything. I wouldn't say I'm a hoarder, but I'm close to it. <laughs> I don't like to lose not one picture. I don't like to lose anything. I work hard for my money. So hard for it, honey. And you better treat me right. Like Michael said, you got me working day and night. You got me working day and night. I work hard and I don't like to lose nothing. God knows that's my proclivity, right? And it can be a trap because God says for you to get the new thing I have, you've got to be able to let go of what you're used to. You mean to tell me he got something better? You mean to tell me he got something better so he got to crush what you got? So you get your eye off of it and start anticipating the new. Because you can't be God-giving no matter how you try. And if you got seed in the ground, I got seed. Ooh, gee, I got seed in the ground for years. You mean to tell me harvest is about to come so he burns up what you're used to so you can start looking for the new season? grace and favor it's my season to reap who come on say it's my season it's a new season it's a new day what do you mean i see ash god has already shifted the season I know something. For those of you that came out of hell and high water, your life looked like an ash. Let me prophesy to you that the God that began the good work is faithful to complete it. 
He won't allow your life to be burnt up like that. You will rise like the phoenix out of the ash. And you will fulfill the call of God in your lifetime. Touch your name and say pivot to the prophetic. Clap your hands. I feel the Holy Ghost. Ah. Listen very carefully while enduring this perilous age. Paul said perilous times will come. We're living in the perilous right now. At this moment, we must see in these times, in these perilous, perilous times, a rise of the prophetic, a rise in the proper order and function of the prophetic mantle that is on our lives. Remember, the prophetic mantle is not just a cloak that you wear physically. It is a call. You know, God is stitching your call. Think about it. It is a call. It is a movement. It is direction of the Holy Spirit and an equipping of the Holy Spirit to fulfill the call of God in your lifetime. I mean, tailor made. Paul said it like this, that the man of God will be thoroughly furnished, thoroughly equipped to do the work of God. To equip you, he's got to spin you on a wheel of circumstance and mold you. Now, while you're spinning, <laughs> you can get discombobulated. The key is not to worry about the spin in your life. Just make sure his hands are on you. Thank you, Lord. Many people are caught up in the spin. Don't worry about the spin. As long as his hand is there. Now, he's going to pull out some rocks that's in your clay. And he's going to pull out some straw that's in you. He's going to start hurting a little bit. But as long as his hands are on you while he's molding, he's going to slap some water on you to soften your hard spots. It'll look a little muddy before it looks nice. That's how God works. A lot of people are looking for the finished work. But when God works, he starts messy. It's messy before it gets beautiful. Anytime you build anything, it's got to look messy. If it don't look messy first, it don't, don't trust it. That's why we look beyond the mess. Try to hear the mess age, the message for the messy age that we're living in. And there is a message for this age, this messy age that we're in. And so... Even as perilous times are here, there must be a rise in the proper order and function of the prophetic mantle, the prophetic call. So even as the devil is raising perilous, you'll see the prophetic rise as well. And God provides an official officer for this time. He's raising up prophetic people, a prophetic people to match the perilous times that we're in. Amen. Guess what? The prophecy is greater than the perilous. The blessing is greater than the curses. That's why the Bible said, Jesus said, don't, don't, don't go in the city and just start cursing people. You got to bless them. The blessing is always greater 
than the curse. That's why we're not going to be pointing fingers at the devil. We're not superstitious. We're not uh, sitting around talking about what the devil is trying to do. What we're going to do is bless the city and bless the move of God and continue to do what God has called us to do and get our attitude right because God is not babying truth revealed anymore. The baby stage is over. Attitude is over. Get yourself together. The attitude is over. Having an attitude with folk, frown faces, acting up, don't, can't control your nature, can't control your face, get your face saved because God wants to bless the city, not curse it. And we can't bless God's move if we cursing each other while up in here. That's why the officer has been set an official officer to look at the condition of our day and say we need to get our face saved. This is what Nehemiah had to face. Not only a burnt down wall, but he had some attitude too. Some naysayers. We can't do that. It'll never be rebuilt. God can't do anything with that. Maybe he's just left us. Maybe it is Kabod. The glory has departed. And you need a Nehemiah that has favor with God as an officer to say we can rebuild this wall. We're not going to come down from it. We're going to keep our focus in the midst of it and we're going to move into the things of God. Can somebody say amen? That's why you can't allow yourself not to connect with the prophetic voice that's in your life today because that voice, as it relates to the Spirit of God, releasing anointing on that voice will help us to navigate through dark times. Can somebody say amen? God never wants his people to be comfortless. God has never wanted us to be without glory. Even in the midst of setbacks, he sent his spirit, the comforter, hallelujah, to make sure there will be no season where you feel frantic and you don't know what to do. Even though we go through issues, the comforter is here. Even though we don't know what day it is, the comforter is here. Even though all of us are grieving when we see flames, but the comforter is here. And he doesn't want us to be alone. He actually said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's expedient that I go to my father. If I don't go the comforter, one like me, one that has the same heart, the same flame, the same passion, the same teaching, the same ability, he will comfort you while you go through your issues. You'll be sitting there saying, how in the world do I stay so cool when everything is frantic in my life? It's because the comforter is here now. And the comforter doesn't want us to be comfortless. That's why God sent his Holy Spirit. He is also sending forth prophets that are full of the spirit with a specific mandate to help guide God's people toward his plan and his will for the called out ones or for the ecclesia. So the comforter is here and then he has raised up, glory, glory to God, prophetic voices. You have to find yours that will guide you during dark times to the plan of God for your life or for the ecclesia, the ones who've called out. He called out of the masses. The church is the ecclesia called out of the masses and now you need a voice to help guide you. Come out this way. Glory to God. When Jesus lingers to go into Bethany, Lazarus 
passes away. And when he comes into the city, the Bible says his two sisters came to him and said, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Jesus says he's not dead. He's really, he's just sleeping. You know, what do you mean? He's been dead for four days. He's thinking. He said, you don't understand who I am. For I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believes in me, though he were dead, no life in him. There is no, uh, no candle power, no electricity. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And if you put your trust in me, you will never die. Then he said, woman, do you believe this? The, the key is, do you even believe what I'm saying? Are you so full of sorrow, you can't hear what the Spirit is saying to you now? I said I'm the resurrection. I said I'm the life. Though it's a bad condition, though you are dead, if you believe the word that I'm speaking, life will start pumping in you again. Woo, Jesus. And if you put your confidence in me, you will never die woman do you believe this she said i believe hallelujah and when she said i believe the the, the the clouds over that tomb begin to roll back and light shined on it waiting for him to speak the word to bring him out glory to god of nothingness back to life and vi a vivacious vibrant attitude glory to god god can let hearts that are dead start pumping again god can turn cities hallelujah that have been reduced to ash and salt he can bring it back again and god can assemble a people again i'm preaching better than you saying amen Woo, i see something happening up in here then the Bible said he groaned in the spirit. It's okay to groan every once in a while. When you're coming out of ash and people are dying. When you see your plans fail. It's okay to groan a little bit. It's alright with the groan. But guess what? Holy Ghost can read your groans. When we weep over the ash. God knows exactly what we feel. But he's also wanting you to let faith rise up now. Because when your faith rises, God can heal it. When your faith rises, God can turn it around. When your faith rises, God can put your feet on solid ground. When your faith rises, God can take you into the next dimension. So he groaned in the spirit. And the Bible said Jesus wept. And when he got to the tomb, he said, roll the stone away. And he spoke into the tomb and called his name, Lazarus come forth. The Bible said he that was dead came forth. Here's the prophetic voice. Come out this way. This is what God is saying to those prophets today. This is what we need to do. Stretch our hand toward the dead tomb and tell that which is dead to come out this way. This is the reason why you need an officer in your life that understands the prophetic. We're not supposed to dominate your life. But when you don't know how to move, when you've had dead clothes, grave clothes on you, and you can't see your way, you just need somebody to say, can you move toward the voice? Can you just take one step forward? Your life has been in a situation where you take one step forward and two steps back. But if you don't know what to do can you take one step forward come out this way y'all better praise him let's give him glory I already see the sun shining I already see something coming out I already see God doing something wonderful Woo. 
Come on, clap your hands and give him the glory. Come on, truth reveal, you're graduating. I said you're graduating from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from strength to strength. I better get in this message. We don't have all day, right? Ah. Woo, Jesus. I can praise him in advance. I already see it coming. Oh, yeah. Help me bless the Lord. Woo, it's already done. The promotion has already been released. God has already built the building. God has already got a new file of land. God has already sent the resources. The promotion is here. One of the functions of the prophetic call is to inquire of God for his people. This is what God is restoring in the mantle. As we pivot toward the prophetic, God wants you to understand one of the functions of the prophetic call is to inquire of God. To inquire of God on behalf of his people. I talked about it last week, but I need to share it with you. There is a New Testament disaster that is being formed right now. A New Testament failure that is occurring or unfolding in our time. Holy Spirit desires to be that tour guide. He wants to be that counselor, that unveiling that one that unveiled, the one that unveils the hidden secrets of God to the people of God. That's what Holy Spirit is designed to do. That's his office work. And that is to, to be a tour guide for us in our time. Also, he wants to be the counselor. To give you wise counselor. Wise counsel. And he is the unveiler of the hidden secrets of God in this age. If these, the prophetic functioning, the prophetic functioning laborers, those of us that are prophetically functioning and laboring in the kingdom, humanoids now, we're not talking about angels, you and I that have a prophetic call of God on our lives. The prophetic functioning laborers, if we don't understand this spiritual truth, that it is the Holy Spirit that wants to be the tour guide. Holy Spirit wants to be the counselor of the unveiler of hidden secrets the hidden secrets of God then the prophet will prophesy perpetually in other words every day we're putting out prophetic words every day and people start drawing toward it versus trying to let Holy Spirit speak amen actually we got too much too much going on right now it's a little too much we're saturated with it and if you get anything if you give uh anything too much attention you have what we call spiritual inflation it will lose value if you pump out a lot of diamonds you're going to see diamonds lose value if they're rare if it's rare you'll see the value increase 
right now. Right now, steel is rare. They're, they're chained. There are suppliers and stuff like that coming out of China and stuff like that that's causing you and I or causing our nation. Uh, there's not a supply. Uh, the, the demand is greater than supply. And what you start seeing is prices going up. Y'all understand that, right? To build a building today costs a whole lot more than it did 20 years ago. Same size. Same size. It's not that the value of it is actually the buildings that were built a few years ago to me seem a little bit more sturdy. It's real flimsy today, but the price of steel has increased. My friend out in Houston, Texas, who's building this facility, wonderful two-story, wonderful two-story in the midst of a pandemic. The price of steel is increasing even as they're building the building. They got to put guards on the property because people are trying to steal the steel. You trying to steal the steel? <laughs> Stole a big uh, bobcat off the property. Right off church property. This is what's happening. People are in desperate times and they'll do all kinds of things uh, to get ahead. But we don't have to steal nothing. God's going to release it to us. Come on, don't you want that God to release it to you? He's going to let us occupy buildings we didn't build. I'm prophesying, glory to God. The prophetic voices today don't understand it is the Holy Spirit's job to guide people. In other words, God doesn't need me to be with you in your ear every day and trying to tell you what he's saying next. He wants me to give you the word. And then Holy Ghost is supposed to build on that. And start lifting and shifting. And causing you to pivot toward his voice. That's really how you're supposed to grow spiritually. Now I'm not saying you're supposed to come to a place where you don't need me. Because uh, as long as the, he has shepherds and there are sheep. You're going to need shepherds right? But I'm not supposed to be your mediator. Jesus is your mediator. Do you understand that? The prophet will prophesy perpetually if they don't understand that or continuously or constantly or way too much so that the spirit is muffled or even silenced in the inner ear of God's people. Uh, this will not be uh, my plight or your plight here at Truth Revealed, but I need you to know it so you know you'll begin to see people that are, are geared, geared toward receiving a prophetic word from their prophet every day. But that's not how God wants us to move. God wants us to get the prophetic word, but not to depend on it from a voice. Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. Holy Spirit wants to come to you and say, listen, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm speaking to you. I need you to sit down or I need you to stand up. I need you to move now. Holy Ghost wants to do that. And I'm releasing him to do it. Amen. Glory to God. I want you to come uh, to counseling. I want you to go to Pastor Sabrina and any of the counseling wing that we erect, glory to God, to get wise counsel. But you can't depend on waiting on me six months, uh, six weeks before you can get to talk to me when the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. You got to start praying yourself. Listen, God is not babying us no more. God is not babying you no more. 
you need me the reason why we have spiritual fathers is to help us to give us direction when we don't know what to do how many of you have children you want them to be adult but they don't know what to do unless you speak and they grow you want them to get to a point where they took the counsel that you gave they're able to shift into their de destiny following what you've already taught them and they come back every year to say thank you that's what you want. You want them to be able to rest at night, handle their business, and still be uh, uh, productive in this society. You want them to wean themselves from the tit of mothers so they can drink milk on their own. If they 30 and they still tell me, I want some ninny. You better get yourself out. Ain't no ninny for you at 30. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. I'm supposed to pay your bills and you're 40? Something is wrong, right? So we got to shift in the way we think. God is like that. God is not trying to do have somebody that you got to connect with every day so you'll know what to do. He wants you to walk with him. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my pathway. God wants you to be able to take his word and it starts illuminating your path. Ah, thank you, Lord. In 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 2. And so it was that the ark remained in Kerjath, Jerim, a long time. And it was there for 20 years. And all the Israel, the house of Israel, lamented after the Lord. Now the Philistines, the foreign enemy, came and took the ark. Israel, they, they took the ark, but disease broke out in the foreign nation because they took the ark of God from Israel. It comes back, but it plant, it's planted in Kerjath Jerim for 20 years. It's still not in the tabernacle or in its rightful place. And some of us have been comfortable with the presence of God being around us. Being in the, in the region, glory to God, but it's really not in your house. It's not in your heart. Notice, uh, glory to God, this is before David's time. But notice when David comes on the scene, the reason why God said I select him, because when he looked at the ark, what he saw was uh, not the ark being in Kerjath, Jerim, but he saw the ark being in a small tent called the Tabernacle of David. So he erected a tent and stuck it there on Mount Zion. Glory to God. He had a vision that the tent represented a body. And that God eventually wanted to live in the inside of humanity. Ooh, you got to be here at 11 because he put this treasure in earthen vessels. But the thing is, David saw that God's ark needed to be inside of us. And so what David did is erected a tabernacle on Mount Zion and he put the ark in it and he would lay there at night in the open sky. 
staying close to it. And I want you to think about a king in royal robe with all of the gold and, and all of the stuff he had. But he would go to Zion, ascend up there at night, and lay before that ark giving God praise. It doesn't make sense, does it? Because a king is supposed to be in Hilton. Not David. David said, I'm going to Zion. Hallelujah. Zion is calling me to a higher place of praise. And I'm going to rest if I can just get in his presence. Oh, Jesus. If I can just get in his presence, I believe everything is going to be all right. I, I make mistakes when I'm not in his presence. I, I do stuff that I shouldn't do when I'm not in his presence. I don't care about these robes. I don't care about this chain. What I care about is the presence of the Lord. When God saw the man's heart, he said, this is one after mine. I really don't want to kill y'all when you touch the ark. I don't want to kill you when you eat uh, the bread that was uh, ordained for priests. I don't want to kill you when you come in without a blood sack. But what I do want is from the fruit of your lips to give me some glory. <laughs> I don't care what you come through. <laughs> You've got to learn how to praise God in spite of. Ah, Jesus. And David said, if I can get in the presence of the Lord, lay there all night long with dew all on me, as long as I can be close to the presence, I'm all right with God. Some of us are used to the ark being in a distant place. Or you want to drive in once a week. When you're supposed to carry the presence with you. Glory to God. David, when he came on, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. We're talking about Samuel in first. This is before David ever comes on the scene. But Samuel had the same heart. We got to get the ark in its rightful place. Glory to God. As an officer, a prophetic officer, glory to God. As a prophetic officer, he says it was in Jarath or, Ker or Kerjoth, Kerjoth Jarium for 20 years. But it's not in its rightful place. Don't get comfortable with your spirituality not being in its rightful place. Don't get comfortable with the, the secular and you don't know nothing about the sacred. You have no clue at all. Nothing pushes you to fall on your knees every once in a while. Nothing in your own house to say, look at this stuff that's going on in my house. God, I need you to work with me now. You want to be a king? You better learn how to pray. You want to be royal spiritually? You better know how to bow your knee and bow your heart before the Lord. Because he'll break you. If you won't bend. He will break you. Believe what I'm saying. If you're already broken, it doesn't matter what burns. That is not breaking us. We're already broken. All that's doing is propelling us into a new season. We already know we're not all that in a bag of chips and a knee high drink. We already know that we couldn't do this without the Lord. He doesn't have to burn it to let us know. But for those of you that don't know, if you don't know, now you know. We can't do nothing without God. If your plans don't match with his, he'll burn it down. Let God be God and every man a liar. 
Ooh, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Ooh, Jesus. Look at Samuel verse 3. Then Samuel spoke to all of the house of Israel saying, If you return to the Lord, remember that the prophetic voice is here. To make sure he, pull, he inquires of God on behalf of the people. Notice what Samuel says in verse uh, 3. Then Samuel spoke to all of the house of Israel. If you return to the Lord with all your hearts. And put away foreign gods like Asherah. A foreign god. You're worshiping idols. You're washing cars and... <laughs> And washing diamonds and work, wash, wa uh, a reverence, giving reverence to stuff, but never reverence to me. Put away the foreign gods from among you and prepare yourselves, prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve him only. He will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So the children of Israel put away the Baals and the Asherahs. And they did what? Serve the Lord. Look at the word only. Notice the prophetic can't slip into that where you serve God but serve the prophet. You got to serve God only. The prophetic is to push you to him. Not to the one who's standing in the way. Please don't make that mistake when God starts rising or raising you up. To where everybody has to bring you a pot of gold before you start prophesying. It is not the way of God. It is the way of Cain. Yes, to create a new order and we can't let that happen. And I'm speaking out. I believe God is going to let this reverberate around the world. With what's happening during our day. With this standing in the way. Being mediator when you should push people to Jesus. Yes. Ah God help me. And Samuel said, gather all the Israel and I will pray to the Lord for you. I will pray to the Lord for you. That's really where we need to be as prophetic voices is to pray to the Lord on behalf of God's people. Amen. And I'm going to have to close with that because we got a lot to do today. And I got a whole lot to say. I got another nine things. Um. That was just number one. Uh, a whole another nine uh, things to say. In other words, the second one is God uses the prophetic voice to settle disputes in the midst of God's people. So you see me, I come across aggressive, right? But what happens, and I'm trying to meld that down a little bit. But what you, what you have to understand, there's disputes and fractions up in here. Attitudes. People can't stand each other. It's written all over your face. You don't have to say a word. I know you don't like them. I can look at the way you look. Even visitors can tell. Do you know I don't have to say a word if I don't like you? I can let people know I don't like you when you walk in. Body language. Listen, as a, that's why God has me here. I got the word for you. If we're going to move into the next season, that stuff is stopping today. We're not carrying that into 2022. We're going to leave the ash heap and we're going to leave the attitude. Thank you, Jesus.
Glory, hallelujah. Father, thank you for your word. I give you praise for this moment, for the release that's in the house of God. For the gathering around the prophetic voice, the mantle that is resting on the house. For sons and daughters of the most high God. Calm hearts, give us divine direction in Jesus' name. Amen. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.